This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, a very good evening to everyone. Hasn't it been a busy, busy um, um, 24 hours, really? Um, we're going to be uh, talking, obviously, about the um, the Liverpool game yesterday, the 2-2 draw um, between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Liverpool. And we're going to be, obviously, having a chance to look ahead uh, to fixtures coming up. It's a bit of a fixture condition for Wolves now because we've got Forest on Wednesday. We've got a very important six-pointer against uh, West Ham. And then, against all the odds, really, <clears throat> we've got a replay against Liverpool, which is probably going to... It's looking at schedule being the following Tuesday at the moment, but it could be the Wednesday if it gets moved for TV. We don't know. But we do say, like, when we went into the game, the backdrop to this game is that, obviously, Liverpool have been reasonably good form recently. They've been trying... uh, Working up the league, getting some results. They played on Monday. Uh, Wolves played on the Wednesday against Villa. Um, and it was an extra 48 hours rest that uh, this Liverpool team had over Wolverhampton Wanderers. Julian Lopetegui not happy about that in the first place. Liverpool not having a game midweek like Wolves have a cup quarterfinal, a chance to get through to the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, a cup that we have won twice in our history in 74 and 1980, a two-legged semi-final if we get through against Forest. And um, it all paved the way that we thought there might be some changes for Wolves. It turned out to be nine changes. We had uh, Lembekisa, a young 19-year-old, playing on one side. We have Joe Arge, who's 20. Got a lot of youngsters in that team. Sartek started in goal. And Liverpool played a very strong team. Um, where we were sitting, I was fortunate enough to be in one of the boxes for this one. I got invited in. Obviously, it was a load of Liverpool fans. They were talking 3-1, 4-0. If you've watched the match vlog, you can see what I'm saying with regards to that. Because they were confident. Wolves basically played a, a much-changed side. So the odds were always um, going to be in um, in the favour of Liverpool as well at home. <coughs> Excuse me, frog in my throat. Against, um, against Liverpool at Anfield. 
And I actually said, because all everything's against us, we're going to win 2-1. Wolves do have a, um, a really good um, record against Liverpool in the FA Cup, knocking uh, Jurgen Klopp's side out twice in the last six years. And I tell you what, at the end of that game, if you're a Liverpool fan, you're lucky. You're lucky. Um, and we're going to be talking about the game itself. We're going to be talking about the incidents. We're going to hear everyone's opinions on it. And we're going to be asking, as a lot of people have asked, is VAR corrupt? Which is quite extreme, I granted, saying that. Is it biased or is the sub um, subconscious bias? We're going to kick off tonight um, with Craig, who was there at the game, bouncing around in the crowd. We've also got young Jason that's going to be coming on first. And we've also got, who did I say was coming on the next? <laughs> I forgot now. Um, we've got Chris in the background, Speedy, Dylan, Josh as well. Did you say Mike Dean? You said Mike Dean was on, didn't Mike you? Mike not, uh, not coming on. I think we said we'd get, um, did we say we'd get... Um, I thought we got Josh, didn't we? We got Josh. There we go. There's the four. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. We've got loads in the green room. We've got such an entertaining uh, show uh, lining up as well. And we've already got over 100 live watching us live here on the channel. The site has been a busy, um, it's been a busy 24 hours. Didn't get back till 1 a.m. last night. We've had, um, had to edit the match vlog. If you've not watched the match vlog, watch that. It's really interesting. We do have the goal, but we will be putting the goal from where we were sitting in box five, literally in line with the penalty spot with all the Wolves fans down one side. We've got a great view of it, and you can judge for yourself when we get onto the incident. And, um, and then, obviously, we've had the FA Cup draw. Wolves are in the, the, uh, the draw for the year. Uh, for the fourth round, and it's a tough draw in, in a lot of ways. An informed Brighton side await either Liverpool or Wolves. And then, obviously, we've got this evening to talk. Let's kick off uh, with you, Jason. I've seen, obviously, you put a few things out on social. I think you're, to put it mildly, vexed about, about the decision. And you never hold back in what your opinions are. So let's kick off with you, Jason, on, on uh, how you saw the game. Yeah. I, listen, I'm not one to, and I hope people don't see this on social media, but I'm not one to berate refs. And because when I played at the terrible level I played at, whatever, if a ref makes a decision, it doesn't matter how much you row with him or how much you row with the linesman, they're never going to change the decision. So I've never been one to bemoan and to berate refs. But then you watch what happened last night, and it's not just last night, it, it's been a couple of times against Liverpool. There was when the Van Dyke handball, there was Neto's goal. Um, but I think last night there was two hugely game-changing incidents that, that that went against Wolves. And yes, it's a strong word. But I think that the, the terminology, the best terminology I can put to it, as you already have, Dave, alluded to, is the subconscious bias to the top six, to the bigger clubs. And whichever way you look at it, whichever way you dress it up, there clearly is one. I mean, listen, I didn't have much faith and hope going into that game to be honest I thought it was a bit of a damn squib I thought it might get in the way but but what it actually proved to me last night was that this team under Lopetegui whoever he 
whoever he picks, you, you, you know, you can't write that team off. You can't put that team down. And yes, it was a young team. If you look at Hodge and Lembekisa, um, Lembekisa in particular making his debut. But he's got confidence in these players. And you know what? Yes, I've been Colin's biggest fan. I haven't got my I Love Connor Cody t-shirt on that everybody's been asking for. Um, but Collins, for example, is now beginning to look the player that we wanted him to. And I know it's only, you know, I know it was only a week ago or so I was, I was giving him giving him a hard time. But he's got, he seems to be, like yesterday, he, he seemed to be really, really comfortable. And listen, that was probably the best team he's faced, or arguably, in a wall shirt, you know, Salah up front, etc. And he handled it very well. And yes, Salah scored that goal, but come on, Dave, as we know, it should never have stood. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, um, the way I saw it from where I was, I thought that there was a <coughs> there was a lot of young players that were out there. It was nine changes, and you know, Forest made like ten or eleven changes against Blackpool. They got you know absolutely spanked four nil or four one to Blackpool. We've seen I don't know how many changes Villa made today, but they've been knocked out to uh, at home to Stevenage. Yeah. Um, goals in the eighty-eight, <laughs> 90th minute, and Wolves. Uh, you know, we looked very nervous to start off, which is understandable. We looked a little bit disjointed. Um, Sarchet looked nervous, not to kicked a few mm-hmm. balls out. Um, and then the goal happened. Alice, it was like the way I looked at it, Sarchet kicked a few balls out, and like Alison went, Hold my beer. And <laughs> it literally get us, he could have scored an easier goal. And from that moment on, we, we were all starting to grow into the game anyway at that point. Yeah. We weathered like the first 15 minutes and I was a bit worried it could be like the Alamo to start with. And when that goal went in, it was like a boxer had just gone and swung one um, and hit the, their opponent on the draw and they were staggered yeah. back onto the <laughs> rope. You know what? how surprised he looked? I mean, I'm so pleased that Gwyneth and Wang scored because, listen... Yeah. You know, that they have been getting a bit of a hard time. But even when Gwedis, when the ball comes to his feet, fair play, it was quick thinking. Yes, he was anticipating it to come to his feet. Obviously, you would do as a striker. But he gets to his feet and bang. He, you know, he eats it pretty quickly, gets his shot off quick, gets the goal. But he was even quite surprised by it. But that's the danger when you play it across the back. And we've seen it at Molyneux a few times where Sars got the ball and you think, flipping it, there's a mistake coming here. And you do worry and you are naturally nervous. And you know what? That did go in our favour. And it was such a good start. You know what? I could see us building on it. Um, listen, you can't take anything away. The finish from Nunes. That was a great finish, by the way. You know, it was a great ball over by, I think it was Alexander Arnold. Although, although we have got to say that, although that, again, and we're going to come on to obviously seeing Josh and Craig's thoughts on this in a minute. But again, that came from a mistake by us. And Collins was yeah, great yeah. all night. But that... What? But he literally knocked the ball over. It was a great pass. He just needed to head it down. Yeah, yeah. it's a great. And Trent, if he's got that much space, can deliver a ball. I thought. I thought Lembekisa watching it back on the thingy, he let Nunes go past him, yeah. and that's probably a little bit of inexperience there against a, a top striker. But it was a great finish. Craig, <laughs> you were in the. You were actually in the Wolves' end. Um, <laughs> Nearly, it was brilliant from where I was seeing all the Wolves fans. They were absolutely magnificent from minute one, even before minute one, all the way to the end. They were they were brilliant. You know, 
Liverpool were singing "We Walk Never Walk Alone," and all you could hear from where I was was pretty much yes. the Wolves fans. It was fa- it was absolutely fantastic. Craig, what are you looking back a day on and being at the game? How are you feeling about it? Um, really sad. If, 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 if you know, I'm giving you uh, my thoughts now. I've, I've made made a list of things that 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 I can't square in my head. There's absolutely nothing wrong with VAR. It's the monkeys that use it that's that, that is the issue. Yeah. VAR was amazing, but but yeah. we've got utter incompetent, um, egotistical people who think that they are bigger than the game uh, running VAR at, 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 at the moment. Um, my um, my first point is the overall game that the, the ref had. He was a homer. So, so he had an awful game from Wolves' point of view from the, from the very start. He gave them stuff that he didn't give us. For the goal and the third goal, well, why is everybody talking about the linesman raising his flag? He didn't raise it. He's, he's yeah, from, from the offside. He didn't raise it. He didn't raise it until he'd started his way back to the halfway line, given the goal, and the referee prompted him to stick his uh, flag up. So I've, heard, seemed, I've uh, heard this because I've heard someone say that Alison appealed, saw the line. I've watched it through, Dave. Time. I've watched it through about four times today. He does not raise it, is his flag at all. At no point does that linesman raise his, his flag. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying not to swear here because I'm. I'm, Do, I'm you mean you're I'm, saying he raised it after he's been told by the referee? The um, ref, ref did that. Flicked his arm up to yeah. say. Um, the yeah, that's clear. The, the suspicious loss of the camera that had only 15 to 20 minutes earlier checked Wang's goal. and all, uh, So all of a sudden, that camera's not working anymore. For the signal from the ref, the ref was standing 20 yards out. He wasn't level. Why did he, why did he indicate to the lino, stick his flag up, he was in no position to see it any offside at all. You think he got a message from the VAR? Well, I'm, I'm just coming. I'm just coming on to that, Dave, because you, 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 you've just uh, read my mind. Did Mike Dean, as in rugby circles, rugby union circles, whisper in his ear? And should Mike Dean be allowed to ever officiate at any level whatsoever a Wolves game again? That bloke is an absolute slug. There's no. There's no other. There's no other word uh, um, for, for him. Uh, but also, a big shout out to that team last night. They were they were absolutely magnificent um, from about minute twelve right the way through. They were they were unbelievable. And and uh, if we're not careful, we're going to overshadow what a fantastic effort they put in last night. Our kids, they were. Wolves reserves, give or take uh, one or two players. Nevers was imperious. Hodge run his legs off. Um, not one single player didn't give it their all um, last night. And the Tourette twins in front of me that that made me laugh the whole night. They're just swearing and, and fingers are up to the Liverpool. That that it, it was just a great night. But my feeling now. Is are we ever going to get a fair crack of the whip again? Uh, you know, are our, our games going to be decided 
by people that I think, um, Jay said, um, bias. I think it's corrupt. It, it's absolutely corrupt. That these these officials have got too close a relationship with the with the top six sides. So you put and, it out and, there, basically. You're you're strongly feeling that there's corruption going on within the game. Yeah, hold, yeah. That, hold that thought. Yeah, and we'll yeah. get Jason's um, view on that as well. And you're right to say that as much as we're going to talk about VAR and all of that today, the performance from Wolves, uh, the players on the pitch, after a very nervous start with, a, you know, nine changes, it's showing that we're starting to get this togetherness back as a club, as an identity, belief, passion. They play with some energy. They look fitter. They look like they're buying into the manager. They look like they look uh, starting to look like a team again josh obviously you you watched it on the tv um, and you've seen you probably had a obviously better rollbacks from you and you've probably seen all the commentary i mean you've heard what jason's had to say craig had to say and we've got loads in the green room that are going to come on and give their view a little bit later in the show and we've got now over 200 watching you live and i think my dad's back watching it somewhere as well i think he was telling me he's putting it on today magic if you can get it working josh your thoughts? My dad, by the way, is not happy. No. I, said, I thought, in general, I thought we played well. I thought it was the best we played again. These two games this week, the, t- the comparison between the two t- setups, uh, considering yesterday's was a like a, a weakened team, you could say, in places. I thought the lads did well. They did really well. Uh, passed the ball about, some of the balls over the top. Um, Kuna did his role as well when he came on. I thought he, he looked better than what he did on on. Wednesday, but it was a different game on Wednesday compared to tonight. We were on the front foot pretty much all game yesterday, I thought. And then it's just the officiating again, talking about the refs and the, the VAR. It, it's becoming a joke. And the instance with the ref saying, flick your hand up, obviously people can start saying, well, he's told him. That's what everyone's going to be thinking. At least start, start to mic them up like they're doing the rugby and the cricket. Absolutely. Everyone can have an earpiece in their ear in the ground. And when yep. during the game, you can hear yep. what they're saying. And they, they do it with VAR in Australia, in, in, the, in the A-League in Australia. When it comes to a VAR decision, you hear the VAR in the box and you hear the ref on pitch. That's really, like, really interesting. They, they, they need interesting. to start at least explaining. You won't ever get it on the screens. You'll never get the, the decisions come up on the screens because there's two teams out of the 20 that refuse to put TV screens in the ground, which are Man United and guess who the one are? Liverpool. Liverpool. They've got that little tiny thing. Yeah. It is a bit ironic, actually. You've got... Because when you get promoted to Premier League, I know when Wolves got up, there was a lot of things that they had to put in place to conform to Premier League standards. And you look at two of the, two of the biggest clubs in um, in the in Britain, in, yeah. in Europe, in the world even. Liverpool, you know, they've got... Fan, you know, they're extending the stadium. You know, they've got, they've got the infrastructure there. United... And they haven't got screens that can yeah. show things. And they when VAR come in, they both out of the two, all the clubs that had screens that were working and weren't working. And um, what if they didn't have any? They were the only two in the league that refused to put TV screens in. Interesting, isn't it? So, from your perspective, um, VAR watching it yesterday, the two incidents. You've got the uh, the, the Salah one. Yeah. Um, and there's the, the argument is, isn't it? Oh well, by the letter of the law. Totty's headed it. It wasn't a great header, let's face it. Um, and so that's a new phase of play. But like Totty's, is it, you, you yeah. know, like when he's, he's got to go for it, he has to go for it. 
Yeah. You know, when they disallow goals for, uh, even though a player's not touched it and he's, inter he's interfering with the goalkeeper's yeah. eye yeah. line, it's yeah. the same sort of thing. He's had to go for it because yeah. he doesn't he's know that. If he leaves it, he's banking on that Salah's on, on or offside. And you can't do that. You he, can't. Could, he can't leave that, can he? Yeah. You can't leave it. You've, he's got to go for it. So, the therefore, he's, 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 exactly. we're, we're, yeah. he's interfering with play. Yeah. Basically. It's bizarre that the, the, the officials and whoever's done the ruling at the FA, that they have, in, it's in the rule book somewhere that if you think a player's offside, leave it. You're told to play to the whistle and play to the line. So, so what they expect players is to have eyes in the back of their head against players like Salah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stupid. That rule is absolutely stupid. He had to go so over the head. We'd have crucified him if he hadn't gone for it. And, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. and it suits them, though, doesn't it? Because yeah. it suits them that they can bring in different interpretations yeah. for the big yeah. sides, which they did yesterday. Yeah. They, they, they changed interpretation to suit Liverpool and, and to have a go at us. I'm sick of it. When are we going to get fair games again? Yeah. That was too... I mean, listen, VAR was set up to obviously basically stop all this. And we used to get out of the pub and we used to talk about, you know, incidents and, and it was quite exciting, etc. But now all we're doing is talking about refereeing. That's all we're doing. We don't know whether we can celebrate goals. We can't celebrate goals. We do celebrate goals. Then we have to stop celebrating. Then it goes back to the halfway line after we've scored and the excitement's all gone. Listen, what he's set up to do, if it's working properly with the right people in place, would be fantastic. It'd be fine. Look, be a level look playing during the World Cup. The World but Cup is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it seems a lot more. Seems yeah, a lot more yeah, yeah. in the World Cup. You're right, Jace. And 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 where's this clear and obvious error, which which was the main phrase yeah. used when it was brought yeah. in? It was to to stop clear and obvious errors. Well, offside for a start. Why why do you need lines? If you can't see a bloke's Long offside time. by looking at a screen, he ain't offside, is he? Why do you need lines? Well, yeah. why why do you? In, in the history of the game, when has a linesman ever had a slide rule to find out whether, whether somebody's a Nats knacker off her side? Can it's, it be imaginary me to stick with him follow the line? Well, I, I even watched Match of the Day this morning and... Um, I watched it back, and both of the uh, everyone on there was saying that the Salah goal shouldn't have been allowed, and the Wolves goal should have been. Yeah, absolutely, it should have, it should have been. Robbie Fowler, Robbie Fowler said it as well. Yeah, Robbie Fowler. That was former Liverpool players, pundits, people He's with a Liverpool page tweet on there. Liverpool supporters. There was all saying it. Even West Brom supporters. Have, you know, that's how that's how clear and obvious and blatant it was. West Brom fans are on our case. You know, on our on our side. Listen, so disappointing because we, we could have won that game yesterday. Absolutely. I mean, even never said in his Instagram post. Three know, goals. Three goals and still didn't win. And he's, do you know what? He's bang on. So, Jason, your question to you uh, on this, um, you know, um, Craig's come and put his, his, his uh, nailed his colours to the mask and said he feels that it, there is corruption going on in the game. And, this, you know, that's how he feels. What, yeah. what, where are you on that level? Are you on, okay. yes, there is, there's a bias well, or there's a subliminal bias? Listen, okay, so what I'll say is I'd like to think there isn't corruption. Um, we would. You know, you really would in the game. We love in the sport. We love involving our club. Would it surprise me? No. Um, but I just do think there is that, you know, subconscious bias, which you perfectly worded it, Dave, 
with the top six. And that's that's been pretty evident in, in, in quite a lot of our games. And like I said, I'm not one to bitch and moan at refs because it doesn't change decisions. But there was those two decisions yesterday just absolutely flabbergasted. I mean, I was watching it at the time. Dave, you did kindly offer me tickets and... I was uh, I was trying to get there, but in the end I couldn't. Watched it at home, and uh, once again I don't get too wound up uh, watching games, but I felt like smashing the telly off the wall. I know, mate. Well, Finley's just uh, the young Finley's message, and I just his, his dad's very poorly at the moment, and he's a oh, bless fan, him. so um, yeah. I'm sure we'll all want to send a message to Finley's dad saying I hope he gets yeah. better soon. Get Absolutely. well soon, Finley's dad. There you go. So you're kind of what? Where are you? You sort of like? Is it subliminal thing? Subconscious? Yeah, listen, I would prefer it if we didn't have VAR at all, right? I yeah. prefer it to get back to how it was. Let's argue about the offsides on air. Um, you know, the ref was bad. You, you go on, but the, the the you know when you're watching the video replays and it gets scrutinised and they still get it wrong. I mean, how can everybody be wrong? How can everybody in that stadium who, you know, and the only people with, with, with a differing opinion are the ones at Stockley Park? How can everybody be wrong? And that's the frustrating thing. And Josh, well, I would, you know, I would say that the, the denominator Craig, there is Mike, is Mike Dean. He always well, seems possibly. to be involved but in I'm our decision. I've got to come up with something interesting in a minute. Craig and Josh come up with some fantastic points, by the way. And, and do you know what? I agree with Josh on the rugby points in uh, referees getting mic'd up because you'd be surprised then at the uh, at, at, at how honest and ethical the referees uh, were yeah. going to be when they have to explain to us. Like, I mean, this is the thing. Referees are professional now and they're still not getting interviewed after games explaining decisions, yet they're Absolutely. asking a player. Absolutely. They're asking a player to, to explain the goal. He's just scored, yeah, the ball come across the box and I'll put it in. Yeah, beat the keeper, yeah, it's a game of two hours. I'm a six as a parrot over the moon. So we get all the cliches off the managers week in, week out, off the players week in, week out, but we can't have a, a professional referee who's probably yeah. paid in excess of 80, 200 grand a year be accountable for his decisions. Johnny Phillips from Sky. Um, I, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag as such, but I am. Uh, so you've heard it exclusive here, Dave. We are trying to get three former referees. I can't remember who the other two are. Down for a night at the Mount. Johnny Phillips is going to host it. And one of the referees who will be coming is Mike Dean. So that's hopefully no going to be at the Mount later this year. Yeah, yeah. that's hopefully yeah. going to be at the Mount later this year. you got <laughs> bodyguards. Is that, is that going to be a fundraiser, Jason? Yes, he's going to be a fundraiser, but... Um, funnily enough, I texted Johnny this morning. I said, look, you know, uh, where are we at? These, have you got the dates? He said, look, I'm trying to pin them all for dates. The only one who's not responding at the minute is Mike Dean. But Mike is one of the three referees. So uh, that's going to be at the Mount Hotel. So I will let you know when that is. Definitely. We will, uh, we'll be definitely hopefully there for that one, Mike, for sure. Greg's going to bring the boys down for that, innit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the inconsistency is not just Wolves, though. Again, this week, Arsenal against Newcastle. The Newcastle player was nearly nearly took um, was it Gabriel's shirt in the penalty area off his back. It was so clear you you you, you, you got time to um, uh, paint paint a picture, and he and, he, and no penalty. Now now VAR saw that and didn't give a penalty. It wasn't up anywhere else on the pitch that would have been a foul. So that's happened. That's happened quite how can they get so many decisions blatantly yeah. wrong when they're 
they're studying six to eight video screens and there's six to seven grown men looking at the phone. How can they all get it wrong? And there's one set of rules. There's one set of laws. Sorry. There's only one set of laws. So it's either it's either broken law or it isn't. And that's oh, a broken oh, law. Craig, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe the 40-odd, 50,000 that was in the stadium yesterday and the millions watching it at home, maybe we're all wrong. Yeah, and just the refs are right, yeah. Yeah. Just whilst we're um, just whilst we're on Mike Dean, I do want to draw people's attention to the Always Wolves website. Uh, we've got a couple of new writers. <laughs> this is the Mike Dean. Stanton has written um, a Sean Stanton's written yeah. an, an article. Mike Dean nemesis or nincompoop. That's on AlwaysWolves.co.uk. So I do suggest you uh, you make sure that you check that out because it is a really really good article that is and uh, go and have a read of that it's quite funny uh, <laughs> as well and so make sure you check it out on alwayswolves.co.uk now uh, Josh we've got to ask you the question before we come on to the um, the game itself um, VAR corruption bias subconscious bias or nothing to worry about I'm more towards the bias side of things and I have the yeah obviously. The Salah decision, that, that's just a, a... That's the annoying thing with that one. Is it's, it's in a rule book to, to say the defender's got to leave it. If he thinks he's offside, that's just stupid, which is absolutely ridiculous. Then there's the Nunes one, no camera, which another thing I'll point up on that is it can't, surely can't be hard to do something like this. Every ground in the Premier League, on the side of the pitch, it's either a two-tier or a low roof. Surely there's capability to stick a rail in either between the two tiers or on the roof with two cameras following the last man by someone following the last man. Yeah. And then yeah, they've got a constant so. line feed then on the last man. You'd think so, wouldn't you? But hey, this is it. It's well, let's the other decision that we're making with bias as well was Andy Robertson. How was he not sent off for that? Is that the stamp? The stamp, yeah. Oh yeah. Was yeah. that highlighted on the actual um, the TV yep. stuff? Was it I mean, we were in the crowd. I don't think, Craig, you saw it, and I didn't see it. I didn't see that, no. It, in slow-mo, it looks like he could extend his leg out least and get it past him and land on him. But his leg stays there. It looks like he's trying to move. He, he's, he's gone studs down on him. Yeah, he has. He has. And nothing happened. Nope. And VAR, again, haven't done anything about well, that. Blood. I'm surprised, he to be honest. Blood. 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 Down his face. I'm surprised Mike Dean didn't find a way to disallow the uh, the Wang goal as well. Yeah. I was actually expecting it to be disallowed. And it, yeah, I was waiting for Amble. I was waiting for Amble. <laughs> anyway, so let's get on to um let's get on to the game itself. The you know, what we want to be looking for, highlight of the day. We're looking for the performance rating and we're looking for our Wolves man of the match. We'll go with Craig first. Uh eight point five. Uh, yeah, that they were they were, they were absolutely fabulous. Uh, away at, at a really, really tough ground. A lot of kids that had got uh, not been blooded before. And Hodge for me. I mean, I mean, Nevers was just imperious. But Hodge for a young kid, he was just so cool, so calm, so collected. And he ran his damn legs off. He, he, he was everywhere. So that, that for me, for a young kid to go in that full house there and just perform the way he did, I thought it was magnificent. Fantastic. And your highlight of the day? Um, the second goal, as because, I mean, all those uh, Liverpool fans, they, they, I have to say, 
I was so disappointed because I've, I've, uh, I've been to Anfield before and it's been a wall of noise and it was so quiet. And the, uh, and the steward said to me at half, half time, it's like that all the time now, apart from the Champions League. said it's really quiet. People are just sitting on their hands. But the Wolves fans were just magnificent. So the second goal and our reaction was just brilliant. Mate, absolutely brilliant. If you've not seen it, uh, you might see your, if you see yourself in there, limbs and all, when I got the uh, the crowd reaction to that second goal. Jason, same to you, mate. Uh, right. It's interesting what Craig just said, actually, about the atmosphere, because I've seen quite a few um, articles on social media saying VAR is actually sucking a lot of atmosphere out of grounds. And you know what? That, that That's not a bad Good show. Point. So it, 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 point. it could be connected. For me... Performance-wise, I'm going to stick my neck out and give a 9 out of 10. I just think, I mean, it was great to see Guedes and Huang score. And I think that's brilliant for their confidence. A couple of young players as well in Hodgson and Lembikisa playing. Yeah. And I think when they put that team out, I put a joke on Twitter. And I thought people would bite, but they didn't. I was really disappointed. I put a cricket board. Welcome to Anfield, the cricket scoreboard. But listen, you know, that, that, you know, I was only trying to, I was doing it for bites. But listen. For me, nine out of ten. And like I said, I've been Colin's biggest fan. I haven't, and you know, I've got, I've, I've got my reasons. But I've got to say, it a really good game for me yesterday, and that's why I want to give him man of the match. By the way, I think he was the player of the match for Wolves yesterday. Um, Nathan Collins. I think it was a really mature performance. I think it was a performance we've been waiting for, and it was against quality opposition. Um, and the moment of the match for me was when uh, Neves, after he come off the sub, and, and Lopetegui on the line. And, and they're looking at their screens and they're going absolutely crazy at the decision. And that's the passion that we want. And Neves and, is and, almost and, and, and like... J-Lo and uh, Neves both went to see the referee and the referees were together after the game but, as well. And, and do you know what? That's what you want. You want people fighting our corner. You want people who genuinely care. And you can tell Lopetegui does. You can tell the response he's had off the players straight away. Um, and, and Neves, listen... I mean, he, you know, he's acting almost behaving like an assistant manager. I know he's the captain of the team. But to do that, it, you know, it just makes you makes you proud to be Wolves, doesn't it, Dave? So that was my moment of the match for me. Fantastic. Well said. Uh, and finally, Josh, same to you. Um, so score's got to be an eight. So I thought the lads played well. Um, just unlucky not to come away with the three goals in the next round through. Um, moment of the day for me, same sort of lines as Jason. We're just watching, obviously seeing it on the telly, the passion on the side of the pitch from Lopetegui, which we've missed for since Bruno was in. Bruno was lifeless there on the side of the pitch every game, and he just stand there. And I remember my brother saying to me before one of the games, just before he got sacked, he goes, look at, I can't remember who the other manager was, he goes, he's there, heading every other ball. And that's what Lopetegui's yeah. doing now. Every time someone's jumping for a ball, if the camera's on him, you see him go. He's always on the line, he's always outside his technical area, giving his, his orders. And that was my moment of the day, really, just seeing someone back in the dugout with a bit of fight. And then uh, man of the match for me, it's close between Collins, but I'm going to go and give it Nunes, because I think the last two games, now he's sitting further back, he's been absolutely brilliant with his effort. I love the way he runs with the ball and he creates yeah. space. And, um, yeah. you know, he's so he's such a, a clever midfield and there's starting to be an understanding you know, I mean, you know, we've got we've obviously got loads in the green room to finish up, but we have to obviously. There's a lot of matches coming thick and fast. You worry about injuries and niggles and stuff like that. But you know, on the flip side, the more games, the better they they start to have this mentality of playing games and getting better. And you know, performances 
breed better performances, breeds fitness, and it breeds results. And you've started to see we were in this like negative slide. You, you're starting to see that turning. Not yeah. all the results are quite going for us, but I don't think we're going to be too far off putting a, a few a few wins together if we carry on in this right. And of course, we've still got hopefully more reinforcements to come in the window. I think we still need that. Um, but um, your thoughts ahead of Forest and West Ham final, uh, just sum up um, your score predictions for Forest and West Ham in um, in a couple of sentences. Jason, you first. Forest, I think we're going to win 2 now. I'm going to that. Really looking forward to it. And, you know, that is a... Listen, there's still Man City in the competition, but there's still a, 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 a chance of silverware, isn't there? We're not going to win the Premier League this season. Or a final. And, and exactly that. And and that would be fantastic as well, by the way. Uh, so I, I think we're going to beat Forest 2 0, and I think we're going to beat West Ham 1 0. Yep. Craig? Uh, going to beat Forest 3 1, and we're going to beat West Ham 3 0. Okay. And Josh, finally to you. Um going to say Forest. I'm going to go. <laughs> Uh, two one, and um, West Ham. West Ham must win. I'm going to go two nil. Fantastic. And Jason, do you just finally want to tell uh, everyone just about your your uh, your latest yep. event that's happening? Very quickly, next fundraiser March the thirtieth with Doug Hope, who's the former vice chairman of Wolves um, during the Batty Brothers era, and Derek Dugan. Uh, I did a podcast with him about two years ago. It's absolutely fantastic. Our most downloaded podcast to date with. Over 3,000 downloads. I know that doesn't compare to your figures, Dave, but I do try. Um, Doug Hope, yeah, he was at the club for four years and it was when, you know, like I said, the batters, they're a really dark era. He's never done a live interview and he's agreed to do one at the Mount Hotel. He still lives in Tetnell. He's nearly 80, but he's an absolute gentleman. Fantastic stories. Um, and I, I was going to put it in a smaller room at the Manx. So I didn't know how it would go. And I've already sold 100 tickets. There's only 30 tickets left and it will be a night not to be missed. £25 a ticket. Be there supporting three great charities. Thank you, Dave. Boom, shake the room. And if you can um, just um, type in the the comments, the link to the... Uh, or did I just get in touch with you? How do you... Is there a link? Yeah, just, just DM me on Twitter. If I haven't blocked you, if I have, go for a year, Dave, and I'll unblock them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to wear my Connick Cody next week. I love Connick Cody on the back. I love Nathan Collins. There you go. And or and if you can't get older, Jason, just message Always Walls and we'll pass that on to Jason <laughs> as well. Guys, thank you very much. We've got so many people waiting to get on. Absolutely brilliant for your contribution tonight. Much appreciated. Always Walls, okay. Dave. Always Walls, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So there you go. That was a, that was fantastic. Some great comments there. So next up, we've got um, Jack Sutty and making a debut, Dylan. Hello, Dylan. 
Hello. Dylan, this is your uh, this is your debut. Um, just <clears> let everyone know a little bit about you before we start talking. Uh, I'm Dylan. I've been a Wolves fan for 11 years. Going Molyneux on every week. Yeah. And where do you sit? Uh, I'm in the Billy Wright. You're in the Billy Wright. Fantastic, mate. Uh, and you watched it on the telly yesterday? Yeah, I watched it on the telly, yeah. Uh, and Sutty, you're back again. A uh, big supporter yeah. of the channel, much appreciated. You watched it on the TV yourself as well. And I think, Jack, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so let's kick off with the new boy, uh, Dylan. You know, how did you uh, feel about the game yesterday and what points would you like to make? Um, it's, I mean, if you said before uh, before we went into the game that we'd be drawing against Liverpool, against that team as well, I would be, I would have taken a draw. But, I mean, after seeing, after the results of the game, it's, and, you know, Totti's goal and the Salah offside and we should have won. It should have been a clear win. And we've been thwarted by VAR. Absolutely. So, T, what points do you want to make? I thought we were outstanding, Dave. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Dave. I did have tickets, but I sold them. And uh, I didn't expect that, to be honest. I thought we'd get trounced when I was in the lineup, But uh, I thought we were really good. I thought them kids uh, give a good account of themselves. Um, but, yeah, I can't complain at that. And it's momentum, isn't it? Momentum, yeah. that's the word, yeah. Good performance, and I think the performances are gradually getting better and better. Fantastic. Jack, your, your initial uh, points that you'd like to make? Yeah, no, I, I echo what the two boys have said. I thought, I've got to be, hold my hands up. When the team came out, I thought, this is going to be a long night, this is. But actually, I thought every single person wearing a Wolves badge yesterday, whether it was a player, a, a member of the coaching staff, a supporter, stepped up to the plate and and as, as Dylan said we should be talking about a victory here we really really should but I think the important point to make here we look like a team again we look like a football club that's got a bit of direction we've got a bit of structure we've got a bit of organization we've got a bit of leadership as well to, to cling on to and I think actually you know there's far more positives than I think some people actually realise. I think there's a lot that's sort of going right for us at the minute that perhaps we've, because we're used to things going wrong the last sort of six we've months. We've been very whatever. used to things going wrong, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now I think actually, I'm if you look at. out disappointed. We're not used to this like positive, like, oh my goodness me. You know, yeah. basically. But it's, it's even, yeah, it's even little things like Lopetegui's in game substitutions, his in game management is fantastic. You know, his passion on this touchline is infectious. You know, you've got Traore winning tackles, Traore winning headers. We haven't seen that for four years. You know, Wang throwing himself into a two-footed lunge at Villa on, on Wednesday night. Where's that Wang been for 18 months? It's those kind of things where you're thinking, actually, something really special is happening here. Something really building up. There's a, there's a bit of momentum, finally. And quality to go with it. Um, yeah. Dylan, you know, your view on the... Um, on the two main decisions, the VAR decisions and your opinion on what we've been talking about, the level of, you know, corruption is extreme, but people have said it, um, bias or subconscious bias. Where do you stand? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, 
the the Totty goal being disallowed, how a stadium like Anfield, probably one of the most notorious stadiums in Europe, hasn't got enough cameras to show the full pitch and show if uh, Nunes is offside or not is ridiculous. It's not good enough. In the Premier League as well, in FA Cup, big titles, big domestic cups, and there's there's not enough technology to show uh, an offside. It's not yeah, it's not good enough. And the argument saying that it was there is, but they were choosing not to. They were choosing to make an excuse. There was there was a conspiracy going on with the the. I, Someone said that Alisson appealed for the offside, then collapsed on the floor when he saw that the uh, the linesman hadn't got his flag and the linesman apparently had started to go up the green. Then the referee pointed to the linesman. The linesman put the flag up. It goes yeah. to VAR and then VAR said they haven't got a, an angle to overturn the on-field decision. So that that's where people... I mean, conspiracy theories and stuff are all like out there you you know we've all got our gold tinted glasses on and stuff like that because we're Wolves fans you know we're gonna always have that slope but when you've got like independent people you know that are coming out and then you've even got Liverpool fans that are saying <laughs> it's a joke you can't be far off can you uh Jack your thoughts on um on the uh, on the VAR I mean if we're talking about Sort of the VAR within the game last night. I mean, the thing for me, for them to say that there's no camera angle, that's a lie. That's a blatant lie. They are liars. Anfield is used for Champions League games. Now, in the Champions League from this year onwards, they use semi-automated offside. So every part of that pitch is covered by a camera angle so that they can draw the graphic to make that snapshot offside decision. So for people to come out and say that there was no camera angle for the offside decision is a blatant lie. Now, we we all accept as supporters that officials make mistakes because players yeah. make mistakes, managers make mistakes. So referees and assistant referees make mistakes as well. That's been part of football for hundreds of years, hasn't it? Now, the issue we've got with VAR is that it's designed there as a second opinion, isn't it? So that if a referee does make a mistake... They can go, hang on a minute, mate, before you restart play, you just might want to have a look at that. And yet they are still getting things wrong and they shouldn't be. That's the bottom line, isn't it? They shouldn't be getting it wrong. If you look at the, the Totti Gomez goal yesterday, that is a goal. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that goal. So why on earth Mike Dean or whoever it is who's made that decision, whether it's the assistant referee or whether it's VAR, has decided to disallow it? It's corruption. It's, it has to be corruption. It can't be incompetence because incompetence, as that old as that old sort of saying would say, evens itself out over a season. You might get one against you this week, but you'll get one for you the week after. We've seen it time and time again. The same clubs get the decisions every single week. Every time we've been to Anfield since we've been promoted back in 2018, something has gone against us. It can't be. It can't just be incompetence. And, and what we're going to talk about, because like we're on about the camera angle, and I, I was in box five because obviously, as I said, I was in the, I got invited last minute into corporate, and that was uh, I had a great view of it, and I got the I, I caught the goal, and we're gonna I put it on my vlog, but I'm gonna play it now for everyone to uh, to watch. This is the angle that I had. You make your own mind up on uh, on this now. Go to the figure.
obviously there the war planter are going ballistic, the players are celebrating. I haven't got the long thing in, I don't think. But let's just wind that back a little bit and then stop it. It's it's like the ball's coming over at this point. There's obviously uh, Nunes. And he's... How anyone could say that's... I mean, what are your thoughts? Let me just run it again so you can see again. There, 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 there. Well, for a start, it weren't offside, Dave. Um, we can go on about VAR all night, can't we? Let's be fair. I mean, I went to the World Cup, as you know. There wasn't one thing that went wrong with VAR over mm -hmm. there. It ran perfectly. I'm not a fan of VAR. I'd, do, I'd ditch it tomorrow. But there wasn't one thing went wrong with it. Important decisions were all made within 15 seconds. But the trouble with VAR, a lot of the time, there's nothing wrong with the technology. The problem with it is, is it's open to personal... Um, how do you want to put it? It's, it's how you interpret it, how that person interprets it. And... Um, Unfortunately, we all have different opinions, don't we? I could be sat next to you and say, hey, Dave, that, that was a penalty. And you might say, nah, it's a bit soft. These referees are different, but I do believe there is a major bias. Yeah. I do believe there's a major bias to the big six. And you see these referees now. And they're all calling the, the top players by their first names. Oh, you know, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, come on, Kev, calm yourself down a bit. They're too pally. They're very pally with these big players. They love it. Now, here's it. this is how I think you could get around it. Because I think European refs are much better than ours. I think this is the poorest crop of referees and officials we've had in decades. Now, what about sending all our referees onto the continent to, to referee in other countries where they know no one, they still get, they get better pay. I'm all for paying them more. And then their referees come over here. Let their people come over and run our VAR. Because I'll tell you now, on the continent, mate, there are no problems. None. It's here. These officials are so inept and so poor and so pally with the top six um, top six teams that this is always going to be a problem, Dave, always. I mean, you can't carry on like this. There's 14 other teams in this league, 14 of us, and every single one of them 14 teams can say we've had terrible decisions against us. Yes, I know that technology will fail. Now, let, let's just say that camera failed. Oh, you know, well, I'm not saying it did, but let's say that camera failed. Just like the goal line technology failed when Villa had one put across the line against Sheffield United, which ultimately saved them from getting relegated. Technology can fail. But the problem is, it's how these individuals interpret the laws of the game. Now, it's an individual thing. I might look at it different to you. You might look at it different to me. Until these rules are set in stone, 
you're always going to get it. Now, I think I said this on one of your podcasts a couple of months ago. Before VAR, 97.4% of all decisions made by referees were correct. Since VAR, we've got 98.2. Is it worth it? <laughs> well, we we spend a lot of time talking about these VAR decisions. It's not, is it? It's not worth it. The and ones it yesterday club, were um, It costs every news. home club 28,000 quid every time it's used at home. It costs £28,000. Now, if you're not using it at every single game in this competition, it shouldn't be... If, if I don't know. If Stevenage are playing at home next time, they won't have VAR. So if they haven't got VAR and we're playing Brighton, we shouldn't be using VAR. Quite simple. If it's not across the board, it shouldn't be used in any other competition. There's a lot of people that have uh, that have uh, that have said that as well. To be fair, they've come out with exactly that. It should be. It's not an even technically an even playing field because some do and some don't. Some goals are checked, some aren't. I suppose the argument would be that um, that goal still would have been disallowed yesterday anyway because of because the linesman flagged for it. But was the line? But the, the other thing that people are questioning is was the referee told to tell the linesman to put the flag up. The trouble is, though, Dave, VAR has taken the whole responsibility of officiating a match away from them. They make very few decisions now, Dave. Very few. They wait. If you watch them, they're waiting. That, that, that linesman, three seasons ago, would not have put his flag up. Now, even if he's put his flag up yesterday, that ref, and there's no technology, that referee, I'm pretty sure he's still got the right to go to that, that linesman and discuss it with him and say, are you sure you've got that right? Yeah. You can still go and ask him. He, he is the ultimate person within the game, the man in the middle. He makes, or he has the final say. Now, wouldn't it be refreshing for a referee to go over to the VAR screen when he's summonsed over and go, nah, I think you're wrong. How many times have you seen that happen? Doesn't happen very often. It's happened occasionally. It's like sort of one in a hundred or something, uh, or something like that. So where are you on the thing? Because Jack's nailed his colours to the mast. Craig also, who's in the same box, nailed his colour to the mask. What, what, where, where are you on VAR? Are you saying it's crypto? Are you saying there's a bias or is it subconscious? Uh, uh, the, there's a definite bias to the top six. Definite bias. I think a lot of fans from a lot of clubs will 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 say that. Uh, we're going to come on to the game itself, uh, Dylan. Going to kick in with you. Um, obviously, very interesting to you know. How old are you, Dylan? If you don't mind me asking. I'm seventeen. Seventeen, young lad, um, supporting Wolves. You know, from your point of view, yesterday we had a lot of young players on the pitch as well. Yesterday that uh, did themselves proud and the club proud and the badge proud. Um, who was your man of the match, your, your performance rating, and what was your highlight of the day? And it could be anything, the highlight of your day. Uh, I think Collins is man of the match. I think I agree with that. He's very yeah. solid at the back. He did put out a good shift for 90 minutes. He was good. Yeah. Um, overall, I think we were a nine. A nine? Again, yeah, nine. Against that Liverpool team. We were, with the we team that we had out. Kept. Yeah. We, we put up a good... A good, a good game against them. 
and highlight of the day, uh, I think Quang getting the goal. He's had yeah. a he's had a misconstrued season, and to to prove himself back from the World Cup and get his goal, I think he's done well for himself. He did. He, he did celebrate. He what he did enjoy that. That's brilliant. Brilliant uh, comment. That is Dylan. Well said, Jack. Same question to you. <clears throat> yeah. Um, highlight of the day. I'm going to go Lembekisa's first start. I mean, I'm a little bit sort of biased on this one because I've watched him for a couple of years now, coming through the 18s. You see and a lot 20s. of the young. You go and see a lot of the yeah, younger yeah. 18s, the yeah. 21s, and 23s. I've been, I've, I mean, I've said to you, haven't I, on, on group chats and stuff? He's, he's one to watch coming through, and it's great to yeah. see him. And when when I saw him on the on the team, he's quick so as well, isn't he? A good game. He's very yeah. quick. He's, he's, he was over. He was yeah. locked with the overlaps. I mean. I want to just go on to this. I was screaming at Raul. I mean, Raul made 60 minutes or whatever, and he, you know, he, he, which is good to see. Um, but, like, he must have known he was being subbed off. But we had an overload on the right. Lembekisa was through. A little dink ball. He was in on goal, and Raul went for glory just before he went taken off. And Lembekisa, he'd bust, bust a gut to go on the overload, and he didn't get the ball. I was frustrated with Raul for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I think, like we said, I think, Sometimes it, when you're in the position that we're in and, and, and results aren't haven't been going your way and there's a bit of a you know a malaise over the club, a young player coming through or a couple like we've had with, with Bueno and, and Hodge, who I'm going to come on to in a minute, just lifts the everyone lifts the fans, doesn't it? We we all love to see a young player coming through, you know, especially if if they're, they're from the local area. I know I know Lembekis is from sort of South London, so he's not can quite fit that bill. But when young players are coming through, you kind of you get behind them a little bit more. You're a bit more forgiving when 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 they make mistakes as well because you know that they're learning. And the young, but I think it's refreshing to see. And I, and I think for Lembekisa, that's such a, a big moment for him to make that first start. And I think he, he was a credit to himself, and I think he did did really well. I mean, they had I don't know how much they paid for that that new lad from PSV, but he couldn't get out of Lembekisa's pocket, could he? No. Know? So <clears throat> that that was my my highlight it's of the really day. Performance and it's rating, great. I want to I was just saying, that, to see the likes of Bueno and Lembekisa, young lads who are both like coming into the main team and not letting anyone down and actually shining. Yeah, and and, and you know, if you if you'd have watched that game as a neutral and you'd never seen the team play before, and you said which Wolves player there was making their first senior start, you'd have struggled to pick him out, wouldn't you? Because you he looked very composed, very confident, looked like he'd been playing for a long time, and I think that's credit to himself, obviously, but also to the academy staff for sort of developing and also. Lopetegui again, just for throwing him in and saying, you know what, go and play, go and play, go and make a name for yourself, go and enjoy it, but, but go and play your game. Um, performance rating, I'm going to go for a nine. I mean, I think yeah. considering the team that we had out, considering the, the team that they had out, there's not a lot to pick fault with, if we're being honest. A couple of errors on the ball, maybe you could say we, we kind of cost the first goal with a, with a poor pass from Collins, but it's still a brilliant ball from, from Trent, as, as they all call him, and then a, a great goal by by Nunes. So, it, it, you know, little things we could have done. Eight Nuri should have probably scored that that 1v1 he went through on. Yeah. But other than that, it was it was a very good performance. You know, if we'd, if we'd have come out with the win that we should have done, with the decisions and everything, we're talking about one of the great sort of FA Cup performances from our team in, in, in recent times. Are you up there with when we won there a few years ago in the Championship under, under Lambert? I remember um, that. Yeah. yeah, that was a great day, wasn't it? Man of the match, I'm going to go for Joe Hodge. Because yeah. I think he's, he's kind of he's had, he's had little tastes, hasn't he? He's played here and there. He's had twenty minutes here, forty-five there. Yesterday he stepped up. He really stepped up. There was a point first half where he had a little nibble at Thiago, but Thiago kept the ball and he went back at him. 
and he went back at him and back at him. And Thiago eventually ran out of play and just we won the throw in. And I think that's the kind of thing where, as fans, when when you're looking for something to grab onto, that's what it was. The noise in the away end when he did that, and all he'd done was was just push a player out of play. It's, it's, that's it's all he The noise it's, it's, it's small. He's about the same height. He's like a, a much younger version of Matinho in the way that he, he, he plays. And he's very tenacious. Uh, but he's got that, obviously, he's got that youth and the energy level. And if he's, he ends up being half the player of Matinho, we've got a real player on rounds there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing as well, I think he complements the other midfielders quite well. You know, he's, he's quite happy to sort of sit and recycle the ball and let Nunes glide past players and run and let Neves sort of sit a bit deeper and, and spray the diagonals. He's kind of quite happy to kind of let them do their thing and he'll go and do his own thing. You see some midfielders these days coming through and they try and be a bit of everything. You know, they've watched too much videos of Gerard and people and they try and be a box to box and they're also a sitting deep and they try and play the passes and they try and win the tackles. And in the end they don't be they're not good at anything. They're just average at everything. So I think I think what he does, he knows his own game very, very well. He knows he's not going to be able to to unpick a defence with a 60-yard pass. He knows he's not going to be able to beat players and put it in the corner. And he, he does it really, really well. And he helps the whole team then with the shape and their structure. So I'm going to go with Joe Hodges, man of the match. Although I do agree, Collins was fantastic as well. And your highlight of the day, mate, what was that? Uh, Len Bikisa making his first start. That's the one. I thought that's what you said. Fantastic. Brilliant as always, Jack. Finally, on to you, Sutty. I'm really uh, intrigued to uh, hear your rating, uh, man of the match, and of course your highlight of the day. And it could be anything. Let's hear it. I'll give it. I'll give it a nine, Dave. That's a nine, solid nine. Yeah, uh, uh, it was as good a, a full performance as what the first half against Villa was, because I thought that was outstanding against the Villa. The first half. Yeah, it was. I think agreed. that's the best I've seen us all season, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to that game, um, Joe Hodge is outstanding. That kid is, you don't need to find a replacement for Matinho. We've already got him. He's got some engine on I'm glad that, that you sort of see the similarities like that I'm starting to, starting to see in Joe Hodge as well. I'm glad that you're not, picking that up too. Yeah, not just in stature. He's not phased by anybody. Nobody, you know, he's not looking at him with all starry eyes. Oh, he's a world player, this bloke. He gets stuck into him. And I like, I can't remember we played at home not long back. And he absolutely smashed them. It was before the World Cup. I think it was against Arsenal. And we were at North Bank side. And he went through them. Like, and, and I just thought, you know what? I like a bit of that. Yeah. I like, I like that. I like a bit of passion. I, do. I don't mind somebody getting... Bored. Well, we, we were saying, weren't we? We were saying Wolves have got... We were too, we were too nice a lot of the time. We weren't yeah. in their face enough. That we haven't got that in their face type of thing. You want to put people off their game. You want them to know that they've got no time on the ball to just prance around. That we're going to press them, and all of these things that you're saying here. I mean, was epic. You know, we saw everything like that in Joe Hodge. And the whole team was very much like that. They were literally pressing and trying to get the ball, but they were disciplined as well. Yeah. And that surely has got to be the, the mark that the manager's putting on this team. Oh, 100%. This bloke, look, let's, let's make this clear. We've got a world-class manager, right? Bruno Large, and I'm not going to knock Bruno Large because for certain reasons, things went wrong. He fell out with players. 
you can say what you like about him being backed with signings. They weren't his signings. He never he never asked for a, a lot of these players. Jeff Shee and Sellers did all the dealing in the summer, in my eyes anyway, um, because we were buying similar players as what we normally do. But this guy is different gravy, mate. This guy, if you remember when he first walked in at Compton and he went round all the players and he was saying hello to them, he got their attention straight away. No messing. They stood up. There's no more messing about now, Dave. It's his way or the highway. If you don't like it, you'll be gone. He will take no messing, this guy. He is almost Nuno number two. But dare I say it, he's got a lot better CV than Nuno. He is a more renowned manager than Nuno. He's, you know, he's managed the biggest clubs in the world and, and, and Spain. Spain yeah. And Spain. He was undefeated in 26 games for Spain. So this yeah. guy knows his stuff. Now, we have to be patient. But in the four or five games that I've seen from Gillingham, where, you know, OK, Gillingham parked the bus. We did a job. We got a win. Um, but Everton away, it was still structured. And it's gradually, gradually, gradually got better. We didn't deserve to lose against United. We didn't deserve to win. But it's gradually getting better. And you can see progression. And they're buying into what he's saying. Every, you can tell the structure when we're, when we're being attacked. They all drop in. It was like watching an old Nuno team again. Everybody's got a job and everybody does that job. There's not, very few weak links now. Okay. We, you know, we we have the odd bit of luck, but I think you earn your own luck and hard work. Hard work will get you through. Now, the good thing for us is we are a very young side. It can only get better, Dave. And it will. I like it. It like will it. get better. We've We've come through the dark times. We've got so many good kids coming through. That it's 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 scary, really. That we don't have to go out and spend. What we need to do, Dave, we need that number nine. We need the number nine desperately. And if we go out and get that number nine, we'll finish fourteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. And oh, I'm putting us down for a cup final, mate. A cup final as well. I'm loving it. So, and your highlight of the day? Highlight of the day was listening to Wolves supporters out singing Anfield yet again because um, we were noisy. And when you listened to it on the, on the telly, we were noisy, mate. Oh, mate, Absolutely it was great. Absolutely where, where, where I was, as I said, that, that you know, right at the beginning, they were singing the Never Walk Alone and the Wolves fans were out singing. It was, it was amazing. Right, we're going to just finish up with um, looking ahead to Forest and West Ham. Um, with your thoughts ahead of those two games, what are you expecting? We're going to go with Dylan first. Your shout, mate. Uh, I think we win both. I think it's 2-0 uh, at Forest and 1-0 at West Ham. Nice. Jack? Yeah, I'd love to win both. <clears throat> I think um, focusing on the Forest game first, I think they're probably fancying their chances just they're as much as we are. Forest. I think it's going to be a... Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a who turns up on the night kind of thing, isn't it? It could well even go to penalties. I think it's going to be quite a close game. I think it'll be quite, they'll have a good atmosphere, won't they, as well? And it'll be up to us to kind of subdue them. And then if we can 
get control. I mean, it'll be very different to when we went there and won four 0 last year in the League Cup, won't it? It'll be very, very That'll different. In the park, yeah. I think. I think as much as obviously we'd love to get into a League Cup semi-final, I think the West Ham game is probably even more important because I think we've got to start putting those points on the board in the league. We've talked about how the team looks better, looks fitter, sharper, stronger. They do, but we need to start showing it in terms of the points tally. And I think if we can get a win over West Ham, that'll take us above them, that'll take us out of the bottom three. And all of a sudden you've got momentum, you've got confidence, you've got belief. And I think we'll really kick on from there. So I think if you if you said to me you can only win one of them, I would say as much as I'd love to get to the semi-final, I'd say I'd want to win the West Ham game. So there's no reason we can't win both. That's fine because on on what Suchi said, if if we do lose to Forest, we're going to the uh, we're obviously going to beat Everton and Brighton and go all the way to the FA Cup final. So that's <laughs> right. guys, absolutely brilliant contribution. Thank you ever so much for coming on. So many people want to come on tonight. I really really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, let's hope um, that when we talk again next weekend, we have won both of those. And we're looking forward to uh, getting some justice against Liverpool when it's at Molly. I think that'll be a sellout. And I think the Wolves fans are going to be well up for it, especially after... Uh, I think Liverpool are going to be walking into uh, a raucous den on that night because I think Wolves fans will be out for blood. Anyway, catch you later, guys. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Thanks, thank See you later. So brilliant contribution uh, there from all the guys. And next up, I'm very pleased to be bringing on Paul Mansell. We've got Speedy, who is no light, doing a good Ghostman impression. And we've got Chris. Guys, let's kick in with you first off, Chris. Um, I've got to take it. You watched it on... Um, on TV, yeah, yeah, I watched it on TV. I saved myself uh, four or five hundred quid watching it on TV because at one point the TV was going to go. Wasn't very happy, a bit annoyed with the refereeing um, and all that sort of stuff. Great performance, and dogs in in the back room for a couple of hours because I was I was off on one. I was not an happy bunny yesterday. About the VAR. Yeah, not yeah. Uh, I've got a slightly different view to, to some of the guys before and what they think it is. I'm not so sure it's corruption. It's it's ineptitude in my eyes. Um, there are people there who aren't able to do their jobs, um, and and I think it starts with the iPad. You can hear my dogs barking. I guess is it your dog? So I don't know whether yeah. you've got a dog as well. Yeah. Yeah, my Dean's just put past the window. How is sensitive? Speedy, let's come on with you, uh, mate. You haven't been on for a while. How are you feeling about yesterday? Uh, hi again. Um, I think it just goes down to like what you've been discussing with the other guests. Um, the top statement that you have to make, and they all get the decisions. Um, my mum made a point, I think it was on Twitter. I think Mike Dean's two sons all support Liverpool. Um, so, you know what I mean? It just goes down to decisions again. And, I always think if you don't have VAR, you know what I mean, fans are still going to, you know what I mean, there's always going to be decisions like that should be a penalty or, um, you know what I mean, something like that. Um, but I, 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 I just think VAR for me has to go because I think most of the decisions that have been made, 
they are corrupt and they're, they're wrong. So you're going with that. Paul, I hope we've got you back. Are you on your phone now? Paul? You're on mute. You're on mute, mate. There you go. You're off mute. Can we hear Paul? Hello? You all right, mate? We can't hear him. Well, uh, hopefully he'll sort the technical. Chris, so your thoughts on the VAR? Speedy, what are your thoughts on those VAR decisions? Um, obviously, um, the, the Nunes goes on side. Oh, sorry. On side, yeah. Is Chris talking on me? Sorry. You. Oh, on side, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, I actually think Pocky Gomez is heading that back to Sarkic. You know, when like, they say safety, he heads it yeah. back to Sarkic. But obviously, like Robbie Fowler said, doesn't matter if he's heading it back. Salah's still offside, but yet again, it comes down to the big six. Yeah, I don't think Totti Gomez was heading it back to Sartic at all. I think he was trying to clear the ball. It was just a bad header, and he was trying and and he was forced into that header because um, he had to stop the ball from getting to Mo Salah. As we've discussed earlier, if um, a shot comes in and a, a player in an offside position is disrupting the goalkeeper's view, that goal's disallowed. So. Technically, he's interfering with playing an offside position, and there's a debate that it should have been offside. That goal should have been, and then obviously we played. Then, if you saw it, I put the goal on um, the the angle that I got. Chris, they, they, the IFAB, the IFAB ruling, the wording for that passage of play happening and that that decision uses a word. It uses a word. Um, it's gone now. Definitely uses the word three times. Definitely, so it says something yeah. like Toti must definitely have tried to play the ball. When you play the ball in football, yeah. you're either going to pass the ball back to the keeper, which he wasn't trying to do. You're either going to pass the ball back, to, pass the ball forward to a colleague, or you're going to shoot. And, and Carl, who's just put it on, he, he listed it, and it, it says. It, it uses the word three times, and no point there did Totti definitely try to do anything. He tried to get in the way of the ball, but he wasn't trying to play it to anybody. And it, it shouldn't. It, the problem is the rule is too ambiguous. They they made these rules too grey. They should be. In fact, I think they're laws in football. They're not rules. They're laws. So they should be black and white, crystal clear, without any need for interpretation. Interpretation. And this, this is the problem. We've not only have we got interpretation from people that can't do their job, because that's what we're talking about, but you've also got a camera system now that gives them more opportunity to not do their job. And it, it, it's this is the this is the, the vicious circle that we're in. You know, that, so that it's 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 you've got that issue, and then you've got an issue where you've got technology not working. There's got to be a camera there at Anfield for that that position. It's a, like everybody said, it's a Champions League game, it's a, it's a Premier League ground. The the camera position must be there for it to have got its VAR accreditation, which all Premier League clubs need to have. So what we need to understand is why the hell it wasn't working. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what I don't understand. Why wasn't it working? There's no explanation. 
Well, that's where the conspiracy is starting to come in. Speedy, I can see that you've got your uh, your pad there, so I'm taking it. That's your stats. Oh, uh, yes. Do you want to read your stats out for us? Um, yes, of course. Uh, thanks for letting me on. I really appreciate it. Um, Liverpool to Wolves. Um, Liverpool had 10 shots. Uh, Wolves had 11. Um, on target for Liverpool, uh, three to Wolves is five. Uh, possession 65% to Liverpool to 35% Wolves. Um, passes 501 to Wolves is 330, uh, 334. Sorry. Um, passing accuracy 83% to Wolves is 76%. Fouls 9 to Liverpool, 60%. Wolves only card, Liverpool received none. There was no red card, which is great. Uh, apparently, Wolves were caught off. Offside four times, Liverpool's one, which obviously is wrong. Yeah. Know. Um, there was four corners to Liverpool and three corners to Wolves. Um, they're, they're the stats, and obviously I've got a few more notes when you're the boss and you can question me on them. Well, what what were the, what are they speeding? What what notes have you made? Oh, oh, oh thank you. Um, I'll come on to me uh, rating for the path. And uh, the man of the match when you ask me because you're like you are the manager. Um, okay. I've read five notes. Um, okay. VAR top six decisions. Um, yeah. Second note is top brand no camera angle, which I find really bizarre because it is Anfield and apparently Liverpool are the second biggest club in England, but they don't have a camera. Um, the third note is each game better performance. Um, as, uh, I knew as soon as Labatee come in, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to Bruno Large or Nuno, who are well, obviously good managers, but I said um, he's the real deal, and that's ambition from Wolves. And obviously, obviously, the past few years, they've not really shown ambition, in my opinion. Um, and obviously, Labatee, you can just tell, he makes you smile, and he made me smile as soon as I seen the first interview or the first photograph or the video, I smiled and I thought, you've got something special. And I just think you see that in certain people. He's, he's a great manager and a great human being. Um, the, the second note is, oh, sorry. Um, he hasn't even got his own players yet. That's what I've noticed straight away. He's getting the best out of Nuno's and Bruno's. And when he gets his own players in, I just think Wolves will trouble the top six. And I, I'm not being deluded. I'm being realistic because they were there. And Lobotegui, for me, will be, I'm going to say it, will be Wolves' best manager of all time. So I just think he is unbelievable. And I'm so glad we've got him in. Fantastic statement there. Chris, what do you Thank, think you, very, thank you very much for reading. Let me read them out. Thank you. You're welcome. What do you think of what Speedy said? I'd like a point of his optimism, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not quite uh, set out the same way, I think. Um, no, I think I think it's it's clear um, we've got a different type of manager on our hands. We've got a manager here now. You can see the effect that he's having on on all of the squad, not just the first eleven. You can see that we've got fringe players coming in. Uh, probably, I thought Johnny's best game for a while uh, yesterday. He, he seems to have done a bit of a job on him, and actually, if you notice, he made him captain. Yes. Uh, when Nevers went off. So I think that's a confidence-type approach that he's doing. Um, I like eight... I, right, you can record this. I like Ryan eight Nori in an attacking role, but I have I have said all along, he's an attacking back, not a full-back. 
Um, uh, so he's he's he. It, yeah, I think things are moving in the right way. I liked I like the fact that he made the changes yesterday. I like the um, I like the way that we're playing. There's a pattern. You can see what we're trying to do. He certainly turned Nunez into a player because up until Larger Larger got uh, was uh, sacked. I really didn't know what the kid was doing. He, he just seemed to be a, him a, a bit out of position, I think. Yeah, and and you can see he's got him in his original spot, and he's his confidence on the ball is surging forward. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great, um, a great performance yesterday, marred by those two horrible decisions. The the, the obviously the the bad decision on the offside for Salah and the. Decision to rule out the goal, which I think was bad. Um, maybe because it was Liverpool, somebody nicked the camera, Dave. Well, yeah, but let, let's just play this again because. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame you got your language, Dave. Nobody mentioned it, but the linesman was actually level with the referee. He yeah. wasn't level with the back line when, when he gave that. Because I looked across and and it's straight. Well, how's he given that? He's not even up up, up level with play. Absolutely. You know? And, and then, guys, then it was. Then I thought, oh well, maybe they whispered in his ear. You know, the the, the VAR team. But to then find out there's no camera, they haven't whispered in his ear. So it's just shocking. It's frustrating, guys. Just I've just noticed um, that we're actually just... only. Six members short of uh, six subscribers short of getting to thirty thousand three hundred. So if you are watching this and you're not subscribed, please subscribe. And you can also comment once you subscribe. So get us up to that. And we just need six more of you to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button as well. Speedy, give me your um, highlights of the day, your, your match uh, rating, and your performance rating. Um, rating uh, for the first half is six. Um, second half eight. Um, my man of the match is actually Totti Gomez. Um, when he came on, he was really good. Um, the highlight of the day is just seeing passion again in Wolves. If, like, like Jack said, if it, even if it's on the bench or the manager or the players or the fans, it's just passion again. You're not. You're going. I think we're going to every game now with with um, hope rather than dreading it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like even though he's been there so short, a short time, I just think he's installed hope into Wolves and obviously I've not seen that for such a long time. But um, my moment of the day is definitely seeing passion everywhere in Wolves. Well done. Well done. Is he froze now? He seems to have... He's, and have you finished, Speedy? Have an internet promise. Oh, uh, yes, Chris, do you want to come in with yours? Uh, man of the match, I'm probably going to go with Keith and, and yourself and, and Joe Hodge. I thought he had a great guilt game. He, he, he is the next best thing we've got to Moutinho. Although I do think previous two matches when we took Moutinho off has been the reason we lost the game 
Yeah. And I don't understand why now we haven't put our John replacing him, seeing that how he played in that game. But maybe that will happen moving forward. disappointed that Bubakar Trior is out injured as well. I still think we yeah. need another midfielder coming in in the transfer window. I think me. so. I think so, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed we haven't seen the other players that the uh, new sporting director guy said we were going to sign before the window opened, but we'll see where they are. And that, well, yeah, because, I mean, he did. So we bought in Kuna and he sort of indicated that there should be... Uh, Another two uh, coming in before January the first, and it's gone very quiet at the moment. Yep. Um, to be honest, so I hope maybe something next week. So on on um, highlight of the day was probably me not smashing up the TV. I was very very angry yesterday. I was nearly as angry as Craig was was when he won his Dudley Town season tickets in that raffle. And yeah, that's saying a lot. But um, no, I I I I think the highlight of the day probably was just the. The freshness of the, the squad that he picked and the the way that they went out to play the match. That's what I think was a highlight of the day. That, we haven't been we haven't been buoyant and and lively like that for a long time. So that was good to see. Absolutely. And did you give your performance rating? Uh yeah, I'd give it an eight and a half. An eight and a half. Um any last comments from you, Speedy? Oh. Um, it's good to be a Wolves fan again. That's my comment. It's good to be a Wolves fan again. And just looking ahead it's to good. the games against Forest and um, and West Ham, what are your thoughts ahead of that one? Um, it is my granddad's side, so obviously I want Wolves to win. But um, it upsets me, granddad's side. But obviously I want Wolves to win. Um, I'm going to go two 0 against Forest. And I'm going to go 2-0 against West Ham. OK. And Chris? Yeah, I mean, I, I, a bit a bit, uh, a bit with Jack, really. Uh, not too bothered about the Cups. We need to get points on the board. So the West Ham's a priority for me. I think we're capable of winning both. I think we've got a deep squad. I think, I think people are kind of mentioning the fact that we've got good squad depth. We, we've got We've got quite a lot of um, <laughs> we've got quite a lot of um, depth there, and even I mean Lampard said the other week, you know, we were bringing on forty million pound players, and he was bringing on kids. So I think we've got the squad to cope with it, and I think I think I think a couple of two 0 wins will be good stuff for us, and then I think the train train will be moving, and we'll be uh, we'll be all getting on the bus. Well, it's interesting. Earlier, earlier in the season, we we had a very thin squad, and now we're the squad the, the, the substitutes bed. So now it's starting to look strong. Just to let you know, we've uh, thank you to the three more people that have just subscribed. We're literally three of you short of subscribing, getting to the next hundred. So we've got a couple of minutes. So that, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Don Kravis is a Liverpool supporter, and he's an advocate of fair play. And he's saying, from a Liverpool perspective, we shouldn't have gone through. Wolves should have gotten a uh, draw, but good luck for the replay, mate. Have a good return in the Premier League. Well, that's class, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been a whole host of people, social media, um, Liverpool, Liverpool fans, Liverpool players, as mentioned before, all pretty much um, been moaning. The calamitous decisions, which uh, which is good to see, also bad to see because we shouldn't be sat here talking about it for two hours. But, you know, this VAR came in to stop this. Um, 
and 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 I, I just want to stress again, I don't think it is the VAR. It's the idiots running it and the stupid rules that they're setting out at the start of the year that need to be changed. Well, we've had a full ninety minutes of uh, of chat. We've had some great contributions. It looks as if Paul hasn't been able to sort his technical problem out. Um, we need to. I probably need to uh, have a one to one with him to try and sort that out. Andrew Knight here is saying, hit that like button. Let's get it over to a hundred likes. I don't know how many years. So yeah, if you've enjoyed the content, if you if you smash the like, uh, it does actually let YouTube know uh, that you enjoy the content, um, and it is appreciated if you would do that. And as I say, thanks to everyone uh, that's contributed in the chat. It's some some lively discussion. Uh, some great comments, and we've had some brilliant uh, contributions from our pundits tonight, Wolves fans. We've had uh, well over 200 watching live, and obviously there'll be loads that will watch it back uh, on catch-up, and of course it will be out on the uh, episode 104 on uh, the Always Wolves podcast from uh, from Monday morning. So, yeah, thanks ever so much for joining. 90 minutes of uh, chat Let's hope that next Tuesday, Wednesday, justice is done. And let's hope we've also knocked Forrest out. We've got a semi-final and maybe a chance of a Wembley final. And we can, more importantly, beat West Ham and get out that relegation zone. And if we're talking about a Wembley a semi-final and coming out the relegation zone next week, it would have been a fantastic week. So from all of us, God bless to you and your families. Um, and all your friends, wherever you're watching in the world. And um, as always, up the wolves, always wolves. Always wolves, Dave. See you later. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.